Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Empower Man Podcast. It's your boy, Mikey G, coming to you live from the free state of Florida. And tonight, because we are back to our normally, regularly scheduled programming, I'm with the man. <clears throat> He's the man who never falls off his bicycle. He is the man who holds grassroots fundraisers at dive bars. He is the man who never talks on speakerphone more than 20 times. He is the man who went to a party last Saturday night. He didn't get laid. He got into a fight. Uh-huh. It ain't no big thing. You know why? Because if you kiss him once, you kiss him twice. Come on, pretty baby. Kiss him deadly. He is the man who made pre-workouts bad medicine because <laughs> bad medicine is what he needs. Yes. He is the champion of the Second Amendment. He's my boy and yours. He's the karaoke champion of Hell's Kitchen, New York City, 2008 through 2010. Let's give it up for the incomparable, the one and the only, Greg A. Tadora the first. Sir, how are we doing? Good evening, Mike. It is a good evening, Greg. It's it a very good evening. It Anytime is. I'm with you, pal, it is a great evening. Completely uh, agree with that. Yeah, and we had quite the weekend. We celebrated your daughter's second birthday. Yes, back to back with my other daughter's fourth birthday. So got a lot going on. And a lot of cake. Yeah, a lot of cake. And a lot of cake. And, yeah. you know, I got to say this. Besides it being incredibly handsome and charismatic, Greg, you are a grill master. Because the steaks you made on Saturday, sir, really, really uh, got the uh, palate nice and stimulated. Thank you, sir. I'm trying not to overcook things like I used to in the past, which is what I'm known for. So there you go. I'm working on hey, it. Listen, hockey pucks are edible. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Don't let anyone deter you, sir. You keep on fighting. Now, Greggy T., that's some alpha you got there, sir. Right here. Um, yeah. Super excited to share this um, with everyone. Mike and I are working on a nice little, you know, opening collaboration with Nine Line. Super pumped about it. We are in the process of designing our first de um, design logo with them. And we are going to let everyone know when they'll be available on the nine line site super couldn't be more excited we had a phone call another one with them today and it went fantastic so just super pumped about it i think you guys are gonna really love our designs and uh, we appreciate the support and we're going to be reaching out to a lot of foundations one of them is this one here the uh, navy seal danny deets foundation it means a lot to me so we are going to do a lot of collaborations with the artwork for our shirts and apparel. So stay tuned and big shout out to Nine Line. Thank you very much. You heard it here first, folks. Exclusively, Empower Man, Nine Line collaboration. It's going to be exciting and I am really stoked for it myself yeah. because 80% of my clothing comes from Nine Line. And um, <laughs> tonight I decided to go away from the Nine Line. No offense. I'm rocking my three nails clothing for your Christian apparel. There you go. Three nails clothing.com. It's super cool. Um, I was actually going to do an ambassadorship with them about a year ago, but um, I did not do that. So I'm hoping to revisit that at some point this year. Uh, so yeah, it's, it, it's cool stuff, man. It's really, really cool stuff. Very exciting. And it Very ties into our topic tonight about what we're going to be speaking about. So we'll, we'll bring it all together. Don't worry. 
Yeah, it really does. And, you know, before we do anything, it is that time of the show where we like to give a shout out to our brave men and women, our first responders, our firemen and women, our policemen and women who protect our communities, our cities, our states, our local municipalities. You keep us free. You keep us safe. You protect us. You take care of us. We love you all. God bless you. Absolutely. And to all the military personnel, all the families of the military out there, active veterans, locally, domestically, overseas, we love you. Stay safe. We support you 100%. So to you guys. Absolutely. And, you know, just before we get into tonight's topic, there's a lot going on in the world. Yeah. I mean, those fires in Maui are, it's just so sad. Because Hawaii is it's wow. paradise. It's wild. And I want to pray for those people over in Maui, uh, that their families, they all stay safe. And pray that there's some type of resolution to those fires. Because that's, that's, that's pretty bad, man. That's pretty bad. Absolutely. And I want to give a special shout out to the Sean Ryan Show. You hear me say his name a lot. <clears throat> I think it's the number one podcast out there. I listen to it religiously. And I've been watching since the beginning. I think he's been around three years now. And in that short span of time, he's like right behind Joe Rogan. He's killing it. He's talking about topics that are not popular and get him a lot of scrutiny. But he's sh shining a light on a tremendous amount of vital information that the public needs. And I commend him for all his work. And I just want to give a shout out and say, keep up the outstanding job and you we all love you over here so thank you yeah and it's funny you brought him up because i saw a clip of him interviewing a soldier uh that came back from afghanistan and i know he's uh really giving a voice to those gold star families that yep. still have no answers and and that's a sad in itself i mean i couldn't imagine you know having a loved one go overseas fight for our freedom so we can have this platform to communicate and talk and get our message out there and then to just be like discarded the way they were and that whole withdrawal from afghanistan was just it's quite a frankly it was it was embarrassing it's a disgrace it, it, was, it was really embarrassing um and no one's talking about it he talks about it he, he sheds light on a lot of different topics he's bringing awareness to you know the, the sex trafficking rings the child yeah. pornography stuff the military you know experiences that's going on and the whole sound of freedom move me and and that's going on in the movement his episode actually got canceled with um Cavizzi or Cavell whatever his name is the actor that did it they took it off the platform for no reason they just deleted it so that shows you you're onto something so keep it up yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And, yeah. you know, I think this month as we embark on our uh, platform, getting into, you know, what's going to happen next year with the presidential election and elections throughout this country, we had mayor, your, your lifelong childhood friend, yes, mayor sir. woods on special shout out to mayor woods. Thank you again for your time. That was an amazing episode. It was awesome. Can't wait for it to uh, share it with you guys in a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's really, really good stuff. And, uh, it's it's good stuff and uh you know i think as we as we get into that season and we get into that time of the next year um you know our country's going to go through a lot and as men as women as people in this world we got to stick together and we got to be able to fight those forces and those uh enemies out there that are trying to destroy our way of life destroy our children destroy everything that was uh 
fundamental in our country yeah. uh, so that we can preserve it for the next generation. We got to stick together. I mean, <clears throat> you heard today about the assassination of a Ecuadorian candidate for president presidency. He was leaving, a, I think it was a speech or something, a gathering, a, a fundraiser, I don't know, at a school and they murked him when they got to his car dead. I mean, they just, they're going after everybody across the world. And Mike's absolutely right. You, we're not saying, you know, jump in and join the fight, but just at least be aware of what's going on out there from, like we said, you know, the, the politics of what's going on, the state of the nation, the, the sex trafficking that's going on, the farmland that's been bought. Now there's Chinese malware that could affect our military and, and all our technology. You, you know, everyone wants to turn a blind eye and just keep going like, you know, to, to work every day and you know, oh it won't affect you, won't affect you. A good friend of mine who Mike knows, Dave, it's never a problem until it's a problem. And you don't want to be caught with your pants down when something happens just because you wanted to turn a blind eye because you didn't want to be bothered or you didn't think it was going to affect you at all. Because these things are happening every day of the week, all hours of the day, right next to you and you don't even know it. And I think one thing that I heard today that we are probably turn a blind eye to is we are $1 trillion in credit card debt. $1 trillion. Well, we should just ask Blackstone because they just that's announced insane. that they had a trillion dollars in assets. So, wow. Yeah, that's uh, it's funny. A very interesting topic there. Wow. Well, and again, these are things that we just need to be aware of. And yeah. it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you vote on. Exactly. Just get out there and vote. We, we do give a platform to everyone. Yep. But at the end of the day, we, we just want peace. We want to be able to get along with everyone like we used to when we were growing up. And even mm -hmm. 10 years ago when we could agree to disagree. And yeah. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, all we want is, is peace. And, and to kind of, you know, jump on to that next um, segment of our show and, and to tonight's topic it's all about being relentless. Right, Greg? It's living life with purpose and passion. And, you know, let, let's start off by this. I'm going to ask you this question. Greg, what does it mean to live a life with purpose? Like, what, what do you feel is your purpose right now? And what, what, how would you define a life with purpose? <clears throat> it's a great question. I think everybody's answer is different, obviously. And I think it starts with knowing for some for, for yourself or myself what the difference between purpose and passion is because they're two different things and i think a lot of people get it confused they think one is the other and they go hand in hand together and usually it's not the case i i said this a, a couple shows ago like i'm passionate about golf but it's not my purpose and a lot of people equate you know passion to money or passion to purpose. And I don't think that's, that's the case. So for me, I have a lot of different passions. I'm passionate about motorcycles. I'm passionate about, you know, weapons and guns and, and training with all that. Like that's, that's passion. Those are fun to me. And, and I enjoy learning about it and furthering my experiences with them and getting better at it. But I don't think those things are my purpose. My purpose, I think that I'm the experiences that I've accumulated up to this point in my life is to help people and it's funny hearing that from me because i am not a social butterfly like yourself we say it all the time i can i stick to myself i like to do my own thing i like to be left alone 
but that still doesn't mean that my purpose is to help people because I think I truly do at the end of the day, at the end of the day, want to help people be a better version of themselves, not necessarily business related either, because I started off my path, you know, focusing just on helping people with their business, helping them make more money. And it transitioned to it always goes back to help, you know, helping them be a better person, no matter what that looks like, that could be more self confidence, which is majority of what I deal with fitness and, and all of that stuff. So it snowballs into other areas. But I think my purpose is to help people find their, their inner confidence in whatever field that they need it in. That's a great answer, man. That's a great answer. And how did this evolve for you? Like you said, <laughs> you know, through your life experiences, but what do you think was a defining moment in your life when you said, you know what, my purpose and my calling, because it's almost like a calling in a way, is to help other people. When was that? When did that light bulb turn on for you? <clears throat> it turned on more recently, but now that it's turned on, I can reflect back. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and I can see that I was like this decades ago, but I wasn't mature enough, and I didn't understand what that was at the time. If that makes sense. So I'll use this as an example. So probably within the last year and a half, last two years, I realized that my purpose is to meet with people, speak to them, large groups, small groups, individuals, mm -hmm. one-on-ones, and listen to them and, and hear what they want to say, hear their problems, hear their visions, their goals and actually help them create steps to get there. I, like I said, I was doing that decades ago without knowing what I was actually doing. I thought I was just doing a job or doing my tasks or my job description, but lo and behold, it was the purpose in me because I've been in a couple different industries, but the underlying theme has always been the same as being really cool with people and helping them get to their next task or their next goal or their achievement in a positive way. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So I, I, you know, we started doing workshops for real estate agents and speaking in front of a lot of, a lot of agents. And I didn't know it before I did my first one that I loved it. I loved being in front of people and I love speaking from the heart and just talking openly with them. And I didn't know I had that in me until I did it. And each, we'll call them workshop, each workshop we gave, the audience grew. My reputation grew for being a good speaker and being real with them, not shining them with corporate bullshit or things right. that you can read on the internet, but like real world, real life situations in that field. Right. So I think... I think not to get too long winded, I think it, it, it snowballed in a good way where the audience grew and more and more people heard about me, wanted to hear me speak and more and more people at the end of the events. And we had multiple speakers. We had four or five speakers sometimes and people come up to me after and say, that was great. Some people would hug me. Some people would be like, wow, you really touched me in, in, a, in, a, in a different light, not even business, but more of my personal life. And that's when it clicked. 
And I was like, there's the purpose. I've been doing this all along, but I didn't realize it. And now that I've done that, I, I just have built out a platform where I just want to help people and, you know, be a consultant for not only their business, but their personal space within their head. Because I'm all about the mindset. I think you can have the best coaches in the world. You can have the access to the best equipment and, and the best teammates and what name it. But if your mind isn't right, it doesn't mean shit. And you're not going to get anywhere. No, I agree with you 100%. And we all have those devices that we use to get our minds in that place that we need yeah. to get them in, whether it's yoga, meditation, the Bible, you know, what affirmations. And, you know, you, you hit on a great thing there, Greg. It's like you, you had this all along. You were doing this all along, but it took a while for you to kind of part the seas a little bit and yeah. see that light in front of you. And it, it, it's almost like, the Bible talks, Jeremiah is a great book of the Bible. And I'm just actually just brought it up as you were talking, you know, when, you know, he talks, Jeremiah talks about, um, you know, the, the God and the Lord has plans for us. He's, he's meant to give us, you know, he, he wants to give us a great life. He's not plans to, to harm us, but to prosper us, to give us hope in a future. And, you know, and, it's, and a lot of things that we search for, I feel like everyone's searching for that meaning of life. They keep seeking. They keep, what is this? Is my purpose to just go to my nine to five job, go home, do it all over again, live in that vicious cycle. But if you really seek and find, and you know, Jeremiah 33, three talks about call to me and I will, I will answer you and tell you great and unexpected things you do not know. And you did not know all these years of seeking and searching that your true purpose and passion is helping others, mm -hmm. right? There is a difference. I agree with you. But you've morphed that into a successful second career as you're, you know, with all of your other ventures you have going on. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. Think, and I think that's awesome. And I, and I think, you know, for myself, I, my purpose and passion has always been fitness. It's always been the vehicle for me to help others. Like yourself, um, I wasn't aware of how my job was helping other people because I didn't feel good about my job when compared to others because i always compared myself to other people oh he's just a trainer he doesn't make that much money or he's just this meanwhile i had i knew everybody with money i was i was i flew on private jets i was doing all the stuff i was hanging out with all the high profile as you you know and um you know but i didn't feel good about my job because i felt it wasn't good enough for somebody yep until i realized that that god was working through me like yourself you know, with your um, evolution and your aha moment, I realized this as I started working for myself. I'm like, you know what? When I work with someone's, you know, it, it could be someone's wife, someone's mother, someone's grandmother, someone's sister. That's a responsibility that I take very serious. And it's like God has entrusted me with someone's another human being to make them like you alluded to earlier, the best version of themselves. Yeah. Get them in good health able to perform, getting them present for their job, for their family. And it's an incredible responsibility, but it's an incredible moment when you have that light bulb go off. Like, wow, my purpose and passion is helping others through business coaching, through speaking, through fitness, yeah. like yourself, your passion about golf. I am too. I just, am not that good at it. <laughs> yeah. But we have a lot of fun doing it. We have a lot of fun doing it. And we, everyone loves well, us on the course when we're there. We sure do. When we drive the right way. Yes. Yeah. But my passion is professional wrestling. I've loved it since I was a kid. That is my passion. And I've been able to live my passion 
and do that and still at 45 years old continue to get in there and you know god watching over me that i don't get seriously injured uh to continue to perform because i love it like you love speaking so you can live your life with purpose and passion will you make money with both maybe maybe not but it's doing the things that you want to do go play golf go surfing because we're not guaranteed tomorrow no we're not when your number's up your number is up and it doesn't matter if you're the most healthy person if you're the most unhealthy person because we know people on both ends of the spectrum and it doesn't mean doesn't mean anything when it's your time it's your time yeah and that's why we did an episode a while back called the time is now don't wait yeah and another great example i thought of so to break it down i help people now with their business and themselves but when i was very young i was in my 20s i taught continuing education adult ed at night at nurshaw high school and being a former division one swimmer i taught two different classes i taught beginning swimming beginners and i taught an advanced class two nights a week tuesdays and thursdays at nurshaw high school at the pool both classes i had a had a lot of people my first year there was 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 awesome i had probably like 20 students in each class I've always taught swimming. I've taught little kids, you know, in the summer programs and the swim teams, but I truly, which I loved, love doing it. I mean, I grew up swimming, so it's cool, but I really enjoy teaching adults. Adults have fears. Kids don't have that, that natural fear usually. And adults do, and older adults definitely have that wall of fear. And a quick story about relating this to purpose, even though it's in a different field. So I'm in my 20s and I'm teaching a beginning swimming class. If he's listening, I want to give a huge shout out. His name is Jim. Awesome guy. So I was probably 22 or 3 years old. And Jim at the time was probably early 40s. He had a couple kids, wife. And... first day of class, we all start in the shallow end of the pool. So I'm in there and I'm bringing, because it's only me, and I'm having them come in one at a time and and just, you know, swim to me or do whatever you can to me a couple feet. And Jim was shaking like a leaf and he had just his feet in the water. He was sitting on the edge of the pool, shaking, like uncontrollably shaking where I thought he was having a seizure. And I'm like, oh my God. So I go over to him, like, Jim, what's up, man? He's like, I'm petrified. I'm like, that's cool. It's okay. That's why we're here. You're gonna, I'm going to teach you how to swim. And I'm just going to teach you to be comfortable in the water because that's my purpose. Right. And he was like, I'm like, but what happened? Something had to have triggered this. And he goes, I almost drowned as a kid and I never got back in the pool. I go, there it is. Okay, so now I know what the problem, the root cause of the, this fear is, which I totally understand. And he goes, I said, okay, why are you here? Why did you take my class? He's like, that's a great question. He goes, because I want to enjoy the pool with my kids and my wife. I want to enjoy the beach with my kids and my wife and not just stand out there and watch them. You know, they're always like, dad, come in. And, and I can't. And I'm number one, I'm embarrassed. And I go, okay, well, there's a judgment-free zone. No one's going to give you any shit here. This is, everyone's mm-hmm. cool here. And everyone was cool. And Long story short, so that we did these classes in semesters. It was every couple of weeks was a semester. I did two semesters a year. Mm-hmm. 
the first year, I just had him, I walked him from one end to the other end shallow, like holding on to me. And when I say he was gripping me like a, like a, like, you know, like a baby monkey grabs its mom, he had every grip. He almost like ripped my arm out and he was trembling. I'm like, Jim, I got you. We're in three feet of water. Don't worry. Don't worry. One year of just walking back and forth one year to the point where now he took my class the second year and I was psyched that he came back again. And now it was hold on to the edge of the pool, put your feet behind you, put your face in the water. That was half a semester just to do that. And I, he would, he would always panic if, if I wasn't next to him or like had my hand on him. And then I would slowly start taking it away. And when he realized that I wasn't there, he would panic. I go, just stand up, just stand up. And he would stand up I'm like, you're here. We all got you. I'm right next to you. I'm not going to let anything happen. You trust me. Long story short, three years, he took my class. And I'll sum it up like this. I called his wife and his father and I invited him to the last class of the year. All the other people that are in my class, we were all in on it, except his wife, his kids, and his dad. And they show up, and I had, like, two bricks, and um, I threw them in the deep end. And before I even started class, I go, hey, Jim, do me a favor. Can you get my bricks? He jumped in, swam to the deep end, dove down, got my bricks. People were bawling, crying his wife, his kid, like that was the best feeling in the world. That's purpose. It's just in a different wheelhouse that's in the pool. But the bottom line is it's still helping somebody the same as helping somebody feel confident in their business to make more money or do whatever they want to do. It's, it's purpose is to help people. My whole point is it doesn't matter what category it's in. The same underlying tone is there. It was awesome. awesome. I mean, people were, people were just fucking crying. It was, it was amazing. It was, the be I'll remember it for the rest of my life. I bet. And, yeah. And that, and that was probably the first domino to fall in like, maybe I'm onto something here. Maybe I can use I it. was super young, so I yeah. didn't get it then. But now looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, it's just more the same. I just didn't know. I think the biggest thing I took away from that story was that Jim didn't give up. Nope. He was relentless. And I was learn. young and you yeah. know how I was when I was younger. I wasn't like the most coddling puppies and rainbows type of person. And I was hard on him, but I was, I'm firm, but fair. I, I believe in that. And I was like, Jim, you can do this. I gave him confidence and I let him know that n I will let nothing happen to you in the pool. We got you. And it was just, he never gave up. And it was, that's an example of him being relentless, even though he wasn't good at something he had a goal, he said it, and he was not going to give up no matter what. That's relentless on Jim's side of things, and he came out the other end with flying colors. Yeah, and living your life with purpose and passion is not easy. I mean, it requires work. <clears throat> and I want to ask you this question because it actually tied into something I was looking at here on my run sheet here for tonight's episode. Jim didn't give up 20-some-odd years ago. Do you think people today tend to give up too quickly nowadays? Like in today's world, do you think people tend to just say, I'm done, 
I can't do this, and they just quit? I, in my opinion, I definitely think the younger generation does that without a doubt, without a question. Everyone wants to make money without leaving their bed. They want to make money from their phone. And I'm not saying you can't do that. But let's be honest, you still at some point have to put in some amount of work to make real money. And I think that's the gap in people's brains nowadays. And I, to answer your question, I think, yes, most definitely the younger generation. And I think our generation, I would say at least 50% give up right away because people are too comfortable and it's this, that damn expectations. Everyone, everyone thinks they're entitled to something without doing the work. You didn't study, but you, you're entitled to pass or you're expected to pass. Like it doesn't work like that. You got to study, you know, you, you want certain things in life. You want, you want to buy certain things. Okay. Where are you going to get the money to do that? It just, you got to work for it. And I think people definitely give up too easy, but I also think it's not a hundred percent all their fault. It's the people that hang around. It could be their upbringing, like all the topics you and I have spoken about in all the episodes, you can tie them all in. So I don't blame the people for giving up too soon fully. I blame them to a certain degree, but it's, it's probably not all their fault. Yeah. And the Bible, you know, the book of Matthew talks about the harvest is great, but the workers are few. Jim's goal was to swim, and that's a huge harvest. Anyone can do it, right? But the workers that actually put the work in, like it took Jim over two years, but he finally hit his goal. He was able to swim without reservation. He just jumped in without reservation. Yeah. Everyone was looking at me like I was crazy. I didn't even have my suit on yet. I had my clothes on. I'm like, go get it. And think about this to tie into what you just said. Yeah. Put yourself in Jim's shoes to actually have the balls and the courage to come back to class number two, class number three. Talk about being vulnerable. You are an open book at that point in the pool. You have 19 other people staring at you, shaking. You're a grown man shaking in another grown man's arms, basically, when you're just walking in the shallow end of the pool where the, it's up to your waist. And he had that relentless drive because he wanted to enjoy his family in the water. And so put yourself in Jim's shoes, 100% hats off to him. He was without a doubt relentless with what he wanted and his goals. And he crushed them. Yeah. And, and to live your life with purpose and passion, you have to be courageous. You have yeah. to take that first step. You have step. to be vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable. Yeah. And, and there were certain do, days, yeah. there were certain days he didn't do well. Like he might've made a stride, like really good, you know, strides on a Tuesday, but then fell off when he came back in on Thursday. Like, you know, one step forward, two steps back. That's okay. That's going to happen. But he never lost sight of his, his passions and his purpose for what he wanted in that. Yeah. And you have to accept those failures. You have to accept those setbacks mm -hmm. for you to really move forward. They're going to happen, but yeah. you got two choices with those setbacks. You can either be a victim and stay in that circumstance, or you can take that as a learning experience to build upon. Absolutely. And we've spoken a lot of our guests, Kyle, the Panda man that was on you and I talk about this. It also, most people have coaches and those help you. Granted, there are some bad coaches out there. I've had them and 
I, I want to say I was a great coach for him because I kept him going and I kept him positive. I kept him as, as confident as he possibly could throughout each stage in the water. And I think that had a tremendous help and he needed that. He looked at me for a certain thing and I provided that for him and it was all his work. And I, and it's just, there's nothing more rewarding than that. There's no amount yeah. of money. Cause let's, I, I didn't make a lot of money doing this, but I enjoyed doing it. And it, it, money doesn't even cross your mind when you're doing something like that at all. Cause swimming is something you're pretty passionate about. My whole life paid for college. So it's living life with purpose and passion. Yeah. It's not, it's not about money. It's about living your life. Whether you're passionate about collecting stamps, baseball cards, yeah. whatever it is, just pre-workouts, it. pre-workouts, um, juices. Like I love making juices, bro. Today I added cinnamon to my juice. All right, real quick, not to digress. You ready for this? Spinach, carrots, apples, lemons, ginger, cinnamon. Game over. Right. Right. <laughs> if if I'm gonna add that on my bio. By Please the way, do. I'm going to put my recipe on my bio. Mike's special recipes. There you go. It's a whole other category right there. Boy, I tell you what, let me tell you something. But Greg, you know, going on with that, do you think people are as motivated as they were years ago? I mean, with, we, we're seeing a decline in people just giving up too quickly. Um, and because I feel you on that one. I agree. I don't think, yeah. I think when things get tough, they go like when the going gets tough, tough get going. Yeah. Well, that was a really bad rendition. But the point was, was like, you know, back in the day, that was like when the going gets rough, you just plowed through. Now when the going gets tough, people peace out. Do you think people are as motivated as they were years ago, even pre-pandemic? I do. I do think, I think they're not as visual in your face as the others that aren't but i do think there are a majority of motivated people listen despite what's going on there's still companies opening up there's still people putting great content out there's still people putting themselves at risk to try to help other people i think there i think there is still great motivation out there i just think the world is such a negative place right now and just wants to shove that down your throat that that is overlooked and bypassed instead of focused on. That's my opinion. I think there's definitely motivated people out there. I mean, look at you and I, we're older guys. You know, we, we, um, we had a whole vision for what this podcast was and it took a whole different, whole different approach. And I'm glad it did. I know you are too. We would have never have thought it would have, transpired into what it has opened up doors relationships other companies collaborations we would never that was not our intent but it was meant to be and I, I I'm glad it happened so yes I think there are a lot of motivated people out there I think a lot don't know how to take the next steps in their motivation or I think they don't they need a little bit of guidance real guidance not the not the used car salesman type of thing where oh you you know pay to play things like that i think they just need a little push or a little confident guidance and by strangers or coaches not loved ones not your spouse not your boyfriend not your girlfriend not your parents because and i'm not talking shit they're all going to hate if they don't understand your purpose or your vision or your passion they're going to hate 
and that could that could really start to deteriorate your momentum. I mean, it takes one conversation with somebody and you can be like you and I had a we had a vision. We wanted to work with Nine Line and we, we this is before we even spoke with them and leaving that conversation, I mean, you and I were pumped. That feeling of the what if and the positives. Now you turn around and I talk to somebody at work or I, I, I mention it to a, another friend, you know, pop the balloon, Debbie Downer. Oh, you're crazy. They're never going to work with you. You're not big enough or, or what. And then there you go. It deflates the whole high you and I were on about that topic. However, most uh, some people will listen to that and they won't go forward and you never know what's going to happen. You and I take all the noise. We push it to the side. We have a vision and a path. And we are relentless and we're not going to be stopped. And look, opening up doors and doing everything so far that we want to do. Yeah. And I, and that was so well said, Greg. And I think you and I have had conversations offline. We've pretty much done everything we've ever wanted to do with our lives. And the paths yeah. that we took were non-traditional. I have been able to do mm. things in my life and that I'm still doing. It just doesn't stop because we're 45. Yeah. We're never too old to live our dreams. We're never too old to go for that brass ring. And that's something that people have to keep in mind as well because they'll use their age. Oh, I'm not tall enough. I'm not big enough. I'm not young enough. That is a bunch of crap. And you know why they'll use it? Because they're getting fed that all the time from their community or their people or their close-knit relationships that they, they see and interact with daily. Listen, that'll erode somebody's confidence. If you keep getting told no, every day from somebody it's gonna wear on you it, you got to be strong enough to if you really want to do it just go do it and yeah. let the hate listen when there's hate it's usually for a reason and it's a good thing that's how i think of it and, and it's very easy to let that rejection triple you of course absolutely and, and you've got really two options you can either and i gave this analogy to somebody you can either keep getting the door slammed in your face you kick the door down now, I'm not saying to go kick the door down physically if you're getting rejected by a girl. Let's let's make sure we have that clear. But when it comes to opportunities, yeah. like with, with us, like we've been relentless in our pursuit and growing this. And the fact that we've been able to grow this, we're like in six or seven different countries right now, which is really crazy. We're getting traction. And that's all to the great listeners out there that believe yep. in what we're, what we're talking about because it resonates. It doesn't matter if I'm in Florida you're in Connecticut and we've got our friends in Hungary and over in the Netherlands, over there in Finland and other countries that are listening to this. We all go through the same stuff. Yeah. We all have fears. We all have worries. We all have so much going on that we need to be able to talk about it. And Greg, I want to add something to that too, because I feel that people are motivated for the wrong reasons because you can't yeah. serve two masters. You can't love God, I'll use God as an example, and love money because you're going to be devoted to one, despise the other. You're going to love one and hate the other. And how many times have we had conversations saying, boy, you know, I need to make more money. I need to do this. I need to do that. When we need to realize, like, you have a beautiful family. You have an awesome home. You have so much pre-workout that I could call 911. And they'd have to get the. Uh, I showed the you my downstairs fridge. Your that face is sick. Was, your face was uh, priceless. My face, my face shows your face, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> but I also saw the Carvel cake you fed me over the weekend. That was actually, for my daughter. 
Right. But, oh, Mike, have another piece. Oh, crazy Mike, have another piece. So I think you put your daughter up to that one. But that's okay because I've been juicing all day, so I feel good. But <laughs> I think when you're, you know, and I got to give a shout out to a friend of mine who I made, my friend Jenna. And she, we had this conversation. She's a owns her own company. And she had asked me a question about, like, something about why making a million dollars a year was important to me. I said, to me, a million dollars always been that benchmark. It's always been like, if I made a million dollars, I'm on my way. But gross or net? Uh, before EBITDA. Got it. Right. But here's the thing. Is it, is it the, is the money going to make that much of a difference or is it the reach? I'll be reaching more people. And the result of that reach tends to co coincide with the money you'll make. So if I reach more people, I'm going to make more money. So it's kind of flipping that narrative. Instead of chasing the money, you're chasing the reach and getting it out there. And I think people are motivated for the wrong reasons because they're selfish and not selfless. Now, that's not for everyone, but mm -hmm. based on observations, you and I come from a different cloth. We put people first because people are the most important uh, capital any company can ever acquire yeah. or any entrepreneur can have. And Greg, is that pretty fair to say that the motivations changed in that type of re respect and that thought process? Yeah. yeah, I think for the majority it has. I'll agree with you on that. And I'll say it again. I, I blame a lot of it on the environment and social media. What's going on out there? What's shoved down these the younger generations throat and they go with it through their years. And now they're in their 20s and in their 30s. And yes, I think they're their their reasoning is off for that i agree and why do you think and this is here's a great question for you greg do you think as a society we've settled for complacency like is it okay to finish second is it okay to just show up and get a trophy is it okay to settle for the status quo you're asking the wrong guy that question you know the answer i i think yes we we are way too complacent this day and age I mean, we used to be winners back in the day. We used to want to win no matter what. And we would make sure that we would win. And if we didn't win, we would train and figure out, you know, train harder and figure out ways to win the next time. I don't think that that mentality is anymore. Look at, I, I'm not trying to go down this route. Look at the military. And it's the, the leadership, not not the not the no. people in it, the, the leaders, it. the leader, they're, they're cowards. They're, they're, they're spineless. Now they don't have the, they don't have the same capabilities and backbone as they did back in the day. Like our grandfather, the, the greatest generation ever period. There's a reason why they're called that. And I know people like, Oh, they're sick of hearing that you're sick of hearing that because there hasn't been one since then. And that is the greatest generation and we should learn from them and they'll tell you the same thing. They're embarrassed about the leaders now. So no, there's, there's not that level anymore. And we need to get that back because I'll be honest, our enemies are doing that and they're oh. all coming for us. We are a sitting duck. They don't have to That's even right. invade. We're, we're just bickering amongst ourselves and destroying ourselves. It's a whole other topic. Yeah. Well, and, and I look at, 
because you know I love my sports as Mary Woods and I talked about. Huh. I look at the I look at the Yankees, right? And you know, we used to go to games and we used to have a great time going. You know when you went to a Yankee game, the expectation and the standard was excellence and winning and getting drunk at Stan Sports Bar. If anyone goes there, Stan Sports Bar is the greatest bar that I've ever it's been to. It's a lot of fun. I have left my mark at many a bar in New York, but in the Bronx, I've definitely made my mark at Stan Sports Bar. Special shout out to our, our friends there, and they're, most of those guys there are firefighters. Yes. So, stay safe, uh, boys. Stay safe, boys. And, you know, it was like you went to Yankee Stadium. There was a level of excellence from when you walked in, the service, the quality on the field, the product. And since George Steinbrenner died, it has just gone down the toilet. It really has. And I, I bought the MLB package because I wanted to just, just to give me something to divert from the news. I, I, I wish I could get my money back because the Yankees are so bad. And now I look at the Jets, which I never thought I'd be saying the Jets. They are reestablishing themselves with Aaron Rodgers and all these free agents. And they're spending the money because they want to be great. They want that Super Bowl ring. They're going for it. And I think you have the tale of two franchises when it comes to sports because you have one team that's okay with being mediocre. And then you've got a team that's like, look, I got a two-year window. I got to crush this. I got to get this. I got to get this ring. We got to get it. This is the time to strike. So I think as a society, complacency stinks. I can, yeah. I mean, who wants to settle for like, I, I would say, oh, well, you know, I don't work on set. It's okay to have boundaries, but yes. this is where people need to be careful. Mm -hmm. Having boundaries and being complacent, they can kind of, the lines can get blurred. Yeah. Is that safe to say, Greg? Absolutely. And I think more people are complacent nowadays because they, they're allowed to be. And, and the world now is okay with that on the surface. So right. there's no, you know, fire under the ass like there, there, like there was, and it's embarrassing. It is. And, it, and it's not good long-term short-term. No. We might've not have felt it, but we're going to feel it. And it's not good. It's not good. No. It's not good for the younger kids. It's not good for, it's not good for anything. It's not good for the economy. I mean, you plug in any, any part. It's not good for anything. I agree. Agree a hundred percent. And you look at the people that paved the way when you think about all, all the people that were successful that allowed others to be successful throughout yeah. the generations. And they had a tremendous work ethic. I mean, you look at athletes from like Kobe and Michael and other athletes, uh, Jerry Rice, um, you know, other great elite level athletes. And you see, I think a lot of things are given to people too soon. And like you weren't emotionally mature enough to realize back when we first met 20 some odd years ago, as you were teaching Jim how to be courageous that, Hey, I'm onto something here. This is my, this is I'm, I'm doing living my purpose and passion. And what do you think, <clears throat> you know, you talked about, um, you know, not being mature enough to realize that. What else would you think limits people from living their purpose and passion? Fear. Mm. And thinking. fear has a bunch of different subcategories under it. But I think fear keeps them from from doing it. Financial fear, peer pressure, the social proof aspect of it, maybe a loved one, a spouse, something there. And it's all under the umbrella of fear. Yeah, I agree with you. And your story kind of resonates throughout this whole episode, because through community, Jim was ever able to get over his fear. Yeah. And we always preach community. Yeah. 
and have a we've, buddy. we've not to get down this, but we've lost that in this country, yeah. a community. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. <clears throat> I'm going to apologize to my mom because she doesn't like when I curse, but I'm going to curse mom. So you can mute it for 10 seconds. If I'm, you and I are very patriotic people and a lot of our friends are too. If you don't like this country, then get the fuck out. It's that simple. And good luck with that. Because most people don't understand how the rest of the world is. You won't make it a year somewhere. That's it. Okay, mom, you can start listening again. I, I couldn't say any better myself. <clears throat> that was that was perfect. You spoke for me on that one because I'm trying to really watch my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I know I, I get I get yelled at, I get yelled at a lot for that, but um, you know, and I and I <clears throat> the to go back to Sean Ryan and his episodes. He's brought so much awareness that he's also reignited my patriotism for this country and the guys at GBRS group too. They, they've, they've, they've brought so much knowledge and real stories to the forefront in a bunch of different categories that it really makes me read up on a lot of things and want to know what's going on. And I'll be honest, it's when it comes to this country and the government and, and military and stuff like that, I do not like what I'm reading. They don't like it either. It's it's embarrassing and it's shameful and something's got to change. You know, we, we had my friend, the mayor on and, you know, we, we do op offer an open platform, but do your own research and make your own decisions. That's fine. But the, the awareness that that both those people have brought to me is. I'm very thankful for it, but it, it also is, it's a real eye opener because when we were kids, I mean, Rocky four America, like the best ever. And nowadays to see the level of corruption and the pieces of shit that we have mostly in our government, it's embarrassing and they don't have our best interest and they're just take, 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 take until there's nothing left to take and we're all screwed. And people may think I'm crazy and people may think, oh, it'll never happen. It's happening and it's been happening. Mike always says this next year is the most important election of this, of our lifetime and this country. And everyone is saying the same thing. They're all saying it for a reason. And we all got to rally, no matter what side of the fence you vote on, you got to yeah. rally around it. You know, uh, what made this country great? And we got, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to the topic in a second. Sorry. Well, no, I told, no, you. It's, I told it's you this was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because you had no pre-workout. That's a problem. Mm. But what made this country great is that we could just agree to disagree. Yes. And I and I do love this country. I love the men and women who fought for this country. I love the men and women who continue to protect this country, both domestically and abroad. Absolutely. And, you know, when you go to they a have the hardest country, job, the hardest job and they're being handcuffed, you know, they're being hogtied like they go prevent you know? something, but hog time and, and they can't. It, it's insane. They're really they're really they have the hardest jobs. And if you look at other countries and you see what they they experience, they don't have a country like ours. And I'm sure if you ask people that got in trouble in other countries and then begged to get freed from that country, from our country, they'd sing another tune. And it becomes huh. pretty sad when 
you know, athletes, you know, will, will not stand for the flag or pledge allegiance to the country. And then, and then when they miss, when they, when, when they mess up in a game or they, they choke or something happens, I mean, I'm not trying to say anything bad about anybody. You see the opinion and the narrative, people are happy for someone's misery. I never take joy in someone's misery. I don't think it's the right thing to do personally, you know, cause we're all human beings and we're all flawed, but I can see where people can take uh, joy in someone's misery when they disparage the country or do things that disrespect um, things like Pat Tillman who died for our country in friendly fire. Your mayor, Mayor Woods talked about what they do yeah. in Tempe for that era, for that. So when you look back at the people that died, so people have the right to express themselves. Yo, he had the life. He was in the NFL. He volunteered to go do that. And I'm going to bring up this point because I disagree with you on that. Megan Rapino, the soccer player. I'll say it. I don't care. I'm fucking glad they lost. And I, she's a piece of shit in my eyes. I have, I have, I don't care. Most people will, will agree with me. You don't want to stand for the flag. You want to bash the country. Well, you know what? Karma came around. Now, what I do feel bad for, because I know there's a couple girls, women on that team that do love this country. So I do feel bad for them. I'm not glad that they lost, but I'm glad what happened to her happened. So I do feel bad for the other girls on that team because I know some of them are for the country and have and show respect. For the ones that don't, you got what you what you deserved. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, uh, it, it's 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 a delicate. Situation. I mean, a lot of heat for tonight. I'll tell you that. Well, that's all right. It, I was, I, I've had, I, it's like sixty five degrees in my apartment, so I could use the heat. So it's cool. I'm looking for warmth. Oh, the heat's so coming, Mike. It's coming. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, you never want to take uh, take joy in someone's misery. But uh, you know, hey, listen. You know, that's what makes this country great. And, you know, again, when you're passionate, whether it's an activism or if you're passionate about a social cause, you know, it, it sometimes you got to take stock and realize that this country allows you to have that platform to exactly. be passionate about that. And I want to wrap up tonight's episode, Greg, because this has been a great we, we've been able to go down different roads and different avenues. Mm -hmm. But the difference between being motivatedly internally or intrinsically, did I pronounce that right? Or externally, or extrinsically, extrinsically. I got Extris you. <laughs> you got me. Five concussions, folks. Five concussions. Greg, what what do you think the difference is? You know, and and what what do you tend to be on that spectrum? Whether I'm motivated internally or externally, I think I have both. I think I'm motivated for my own internal reasons. But I also have external ones where I'll use this platform that you and I have. I have external motivation for our visions and our goals. And I know we want to get our message out and keep helping people and keep providing a platform where people can come and talk about any topic openly. There's no judgment. And you can have opinion A and I can have opinion B and we just talk about it. It's not, there's no animosity. There's no cancel culture or any of that shit. So my external factor is I want to continue to do what we're doing for our reasons and goals. And then internally, of course, I'm motivated for growth and to continue to be a better person for myself and my family and my friends. And so, yeah, I think I have both internal and external. 
What about you? Yeah, I think we all tend to have um, both internally. I'm in. I'm. I'm naturally motivated to be. I just want to be great at what I do. Do I want to be the best? Of course I do. Who doesn't? Um, but what is the best? Best is all perspective based. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be the best for myself, and I'm naturally motivated to be successful. I think because of growing up, I felt I've always had this hunger and desire to succeed and to be bigger than what I was meant to be. Externally, I'll look at people for motivation because either a I want to live a life like him, or gee, I really want to. I admire what she does. You know, like my my friend Jenna is is somebody that has motivated me over the last couple of weeks to really get more thought provocative or provoking. I don't know if that's if I use that correctly um, in regards to how I look my business, how I want to scale my business. So I think we can take people and extrapolate what they'll tell us or what uh, being around them can do for us Mm -hmm. and use it for ourselves. But I am naturally motivated inside because I have a burning passion, whether it's wrestling, whether it's fitness training and being a business person to be the best to be the best for myself and be the best for people. And it naturally gets me going in the morning. When I wake up, I can't wait to wake up in the morning because the Bible says, great is his faithfulness, his mercies begin afresh each morning. So that means each morning, that was Lamentations 3, 320 or 340, I'll take a look. Um, every morning we wake up is an opportunity to be great. My buddy Anthony, and I used to work with my buddy Anthony, he would come into work with such unbridled passion because of his life experiences. And it was just so infectious when he came in at five 30 AM and most of us were dragging, he'd come in like a house of fire. And that's the way I would want. And, and I would get up in the morning, even though it's just me and my cat, but I wake up with that abundance of like, man, I woke up today. I can start over. I can start anew, or I can build upon yesterday. Right. Yeah. Is that pretty fair to say? That's, right? a, that's a great way to say it. And, and I have a little bit of that natural as well. And I've I've had a bunch of different jobs in my life, but I always internally felt like I was meant for something bigger. I've always had that. Even I've recognized that when I was younger. Now, did I act on it or am I there yet? Probably not. But I, I, I am I am going towards that because I've always felt that throughout all my different jobs and careers. So and I think that's that like you said, the naturally occurring, wanting to be better and the best at what you do and finding your purpose. Finding your purpose, man. And, and, and that, uh, yeah, that pretty much, uh, yeah, put the bow on it for me, Greg E.T. This has been an awesome episode. We've gone down different avenues, different roads, which is awesome. Um, I'm grateful for the conversation because, again, that brings a lot of things to the table. Sorry, Mrs. T, for the for the um the cursing tonight but i don't know how else to to do it so i i apologize mom carol don't worry i'll give him a tongue whipping once we uh stop yeah. the cameras rolling yep maybe uh greggy t if people want to reach out to us where can they click like <clears throat> and subscribe if you want to read the world's greatest bio it's empowermanpodcast.com Go on our Instagram, DM us. That's where we're getting probably 98% of all our messages and and all of that. It's Mike and I reading it, so you got us. We don't have anybody doing it. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, we are, we're all over the place. We have a really great episode um, coming out, and we have more guests lined up. So we want to continue to grow this and bring 
a bunch of different topics and different guests on through all walks of life. So um, that's been a great, that's been one of the great feedbacks. People like the variety of the guests that we're having on and, you know, having my, you know, my friend Corey, my lifelong friend, who's the mayor of Tempe, that was our first dip into the political ring. And there's many more to come on that front. Yeah. And again, we, when we film episodes, we, we kind of like do things in advance. Mm -hmm. um, so this will be coming out, uh, I believe, on the... Uh, Corey's towards, in two weeks. Towards, towards the end of the month. This, yeah. this episode's coming out. But Greg and I have a really special 9-11 episode coming out. Yeah. And I encourage any of our viewers that want to share their experiences with us, DM us, um, yeah. you know, let, drop us a line, and we can share that during our taping because it's really important that we keep 9-11 on our hearts and minds because that was the worst day of my life never forget yeah and and and, and most and people do was, and, and that's a whole other thing that we're going to get into yep. um when we do our special 9-11 episode coming in a couple of weeks so i encourage our listeners and viewers out there from all over the world share your experience with us and we can we can bring them on the air and uh another another great night my friend yeah another great night and I want to thank everybody out there for listening. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate and, it. And from the free state of Florida, this is your boy, Mikey G, signing off. And the next time I see you, Greggy T, I will have another great intro lined up for you, sir. There you go. Thank you, everybody. Stay safe out there and be better tomorrow. All right. God bless. Good night.